Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Patients who get care at a hospital often receive bills that are bigger than they were expecting. In the case of Medicare, this can happen when a beneficiary receives care at a hospital for several days but was never formally admitted to the hospital. The result is higher out-of-pocket expenses and fewer Medicare benefits, the biggest being the qualification of a nursing home stay after being discharged from a hospital. While hospitals must now inform Medicare recipients when they are being held under observation status, the use of observation still places an undue burden on seniors. In an article for AJMC.com, Andrea Jacobs argues that observation status should be eliminated completely. Andrea Jacobs is the Chief Operating Officer for PCG Software and has more than 25 years' experience in the healthcare industry in both administrative and clinical areas. Thank you for joining me today, Andrea. You're welcome, Laura. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So we're going to talk about uh, Medicare and observation status. And I think just to start, can you kind of give us an explanation of what is the observation status and why do hospitals keep patients in it? Well, one of the things that's so interesting is that observation units or beds were provided since the 90s to uh, give additional medical benefits for the continuing evaluation and maybe a better definition of the patient's problem and preventing unnecessary admissions. And at the same time, Medicare's goal was to reduce short inpatient stays, which are more expensive than outpatient care. Um, observation care is a Part B service. It's really not um, a place of service because it could be any place in the hospital. And the patients now are being kept in observation care because under the Affordable Care Act in 2014, the two midnight rule was instituted. And the, the goal was to reduce costs. And somehow that has not really happened. Or if it does, it has shifted the cost to the patient. And do we have an idea, because the number has been increasing of beneficiaries being held in observation status, do we have an idea of what that trend looks like exactly? Have there been any data on how many more people are being kept in observation status? Well, even from the very beginning of the program, by 2014, the hospital outpatient stays for observation care had gone up 8.1%. And that trend has continued while at the same time inpatient stays decreased by 2.8%. And that's from the, you know, HHS Inspector General um, from their report for um, vulnerabilities remain under Medicare's two midnight hospital policy. And, you know, sometimes the best intentions don't really work out. And there, while there are lots of guidelines on this, it really becomes a hospital-specific decision and a decision sort of supported by the physician and the patient, the patient's condition, and then, of course, the UM department at the hospital. And so sometimes, you know, it just is easier to say, well, you know, I don't have a bed in the inpatient. This patient could really go to observation for a couple days. Let's see what's going on. 
And, you know, that, that sort of dichotomy between really what does the patient need and then where, where should the patient be placed? In most hospitals, the observation unit isn't a specific place. There's no place of service um, on a claim form that is observation care. The place of service is considered a financial classification as outpatient. So the patient could be in a regular hospital bed in a room with another patient who's inpatient and they're considered outpatient. The patient won't know significantly if there's a difference in the care. And so we, we see this increasing. It costs the patients, of course, more. And what is the impact on patients when they're kept as observed outpatients? How is this observed outpatient status impacting care and their finances? Well, it's harder to judge how, the, how care is delivered. But what we don't see is that, that specifically that outpatient observation care is delivered in a certain unit in a certain way. Every hospital has it set up differently. So it may be that the observation unit is tied to the emergency room because a lot of the patients that go to observation came in through the emergency room. And it may be in the same um, locality in the hospital because there are physicians there 24 hours a day and it gives the patient um, increased sort of um, care if they need critical care suddenly within that unit. But in, in many hospitals, the patient's just admitted to a bed up in the inpatient hospital, and the difference between the care is the finance. Um, there may not be any difference in the care. Um, so when the patient is in observation care as an outpatient service, it's associated with Part B charges. And under the observation care, the patient's responsible for medication costs, co-pays, and then, of course, the issues with post-discharge care. And one of the things that I've seen in the, um, both the literature and from patients is that the patient doesn't really realize, because the care is equivocal to what the patient in the next bed is getting, that this was Part B and that there's going to be a problem with their SNF care. And skilled nursing facility coverage is tied, and the benefit is tied to a three-day inpatient stay. And so the patient can't have their SNF care covered, which may be medically required for skilled um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, IV therapy in a skilled nursing facility. It won't be covered, and the patient's going to have to pay that. The other thing that happens is patients have been thought they were inpatient and the doctor admitted them, and later on, the hospital changed their status from inpatient to outpatient. The patient's already been discharged. The patient didn't know that there was going to be a change in their status, and that can be very expensive for the patient. Medications that the patient's on at home are administered at one be administered by most hospitals. So even if you bring your medications with you, the patients 
the hospital may not want to dispense those. And many people who are in observation are seniors. And they may be so sick that they're not able to carefully administer their own medications. So they're going to have to pay out of pocket. They've already paid for the prescription. And now any medications that are given in the hospital that would be self-administered, they have to pay for again. And we all know how much Tylenol costs when it's given in the hospital. You know, what, what you could buy the biggest bottle at Costco for, you're now paying for two pills. And so it becomes prohibitively expensive. And frequently, observation care is more expensive to the patient than their inpatient deductible for a stay. And I think that runs about 20% of the patients have more charges than if they were admitted to the hospital. And you said you had mentioned a couple of times that patients don't always know, um, and even sometimes they change it after the fact. But what, what do patients understand at all about observation status? And is CMS doing enough to inform patients about what it is, maybe what their rights are regarding it, that sort of thing? Well, I always laugh when, you know, um, Medicare is trying to educate patients because you get your evidence of coverage and it's a big book. And if you're not a clinician or somebody experienced with education and, you know, insurance, you may not know what benefit periods are. You may not know the difference between inpatient and outpatient care. There are materials on the Internet that can help. Seniors understand this. And, of course, now Medicare and the Medicare administrative contractors are all producing YouTube messages <laughs> to help people understand this. But um, even, you know, young people, when they get their evidence of coverage, they put it in a drawer and they never look at it until the day before they're going to get admitted or there's a problem. And that's true sort of throughout all of America. You know, people aren't knowledgeable about their benefit package, whether it's commercial, Medicaid, or Medicare. And so what Medicare did last year is that they developed a Medicare outpatient observation notice known as the Boon, that was supposed to inform patients about their stay uh, in observation and that it was a Part B status stay and that they would have additional costs. But the issue with that notice is that it has to be delivered to the patient within 36 hours if the patient is receiving outpatient services for 24 hours. So it could, well, how are they going to deliver this when the patient's no longer there? And the, the most important thing is the moon can't be appealed to Medicare. So you get this observation notice. You would like to appeal that you can't. And so there are... I think there are process problems, that there should be some kind of due process where the patient can say, I, I don't agree with this. You know, I, I think that I need to be inpatient. Is CMS doing anything else or, have, or is it making any changes to fix the situation to help patients so that they can do something if they find out they're being held in observation or after the fact? Well, it's, it's hard because the notification is performed by the hospital staff, and the hospital staff are trained internally and read the guidelines, and of course, because it's, you know, lots of regulations and rules, it's not always performed in the same way all over the country. And the other thing is that we're passing information 
on to patients who are sick. They're really sick. And I remember admitting my mother to the hospital and they gave her all of these, you know, advanced beneficiary notices, you know, all of these things to sign. She signed them. She couldn't remember one thing she signed. And it, it, it's obvious that many patients don't understand the financial implications. You know, most patients don't bring their medications from home or from a, a, a care facility, uh, and patients aren't allowed to administer their patients or have a staff member do it. So I don't think that patients always understand, and frequently elderly people come into the hospital all by themselves. You know, they're sick, they're at a, a, an assisted living facility. No, they just send in some records with them and they come in by ambulance. They, they are confused and ill or they have Alzheimer's. And how are they supposed to know really what's happening to them? And I don't know how hospitals can deal with that. You know, trying to call the next of kin, trying to find somebody, trying to find a legal guardian. That is a time-consuming job. And by the time they get a hold of somebody and they call them back, the patient may have returned to their home base, wherever that is. And then all of a sudden they get these big bills and, you know, the family or the legal guardian is, you know, shocked that now they have a $6,000 bill to pay. And, and many seniors don't elect to get Part B coverage. You know, they don't say, well, I need to have Part B. I want to have that 179 or whatever it is a month taken out of my Social Security check. And the reason is that some people's Social Security checks six or $700. And then they don't have Medigap insurance. So if they don't have Part B, they're going to have to pay for the entire outpatient observation care session themselves. And if they're poor, you know, the financial people at the hospital might not have caught up with them and said, gee, we need to get you on Medicaid to help pay for your Part B. So there, there are things that could be done. It's not always done. And that's why I think there have been so many complaints from patients that they didn't realize they, what their financial liability was going to be. Uh, well, those are all the questions I had. Was there anything that you wanted to add on the topic? The Inspector General's report, I think, is eye-opening. So, you know, that's, that's one of those things that, you know, they, they had good intentions, but what they plan for with the, with the two midnight rule and observation care hasn't really proved to be true. And, you know, one of my biggest concerns, of course, is the fact that a patient could be two days outpatient and then two days inpatient, and the discharge plan is to send them to a skilled nursing facility, and that benefit is not available to them unless they pay for it out of pocket. And that's going to be five to $8,000 a month. And most senior patients don't have that kind of funding to pay, you know, for 90 days of skilled care or even two weeks. And so I think that, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if Congress and moves on this to redo the Medicare um, regulations so that that a patient could be in outpatient observation for three days and have their skilled nursing facility care covered. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time today. You're welcome. 
To read Andrea's articles, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes.